We ain't found Sith. Warning, the following podcast contains speculation, which may be confused with spoilers, although it may also contain spoilers. You have been warned. Hello. Welcome to issue 68 of We Ain't Found Sith. I am your host, Eben S. Preston, Esquire, and I am joined by my co-host, Pedro. Wild Stallion! Right? Is that what we're doing? (laughs) And producer Bung Us. Yoga fire. (laughs) Greetings, gentlemen. (laughs) So, dude. Oh, man. Sod it. We're here to talk about the most bodacious of movies. <laughs> One of my favorite movie franchises. <laughs> We're here to talk about Bill and Ted, the franchise, the story, the the epicness, the performances at Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Just all-encompassing, all Bill and Ted all the time. That is tonight's episode. Um, I will review uh, Bill and Ted 3, uh, since my co-hosts have not seen it. Uh, and I will be spoiler-free. I, will not, uh, I, won't, I won't ruin anything for you guys. Um, and that, that's pretty much what we're going to be doing tonight. But before we jump into that, um, big news dropped today. Uh, we got a release date for Mandalorian Season 2. Oh, dropping yeah. October 30th. Rigo. And uh, so for basically, we'll have the entire month of uh, November and December to look forward to in this shitty 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zach just hit me with the hardest quote of all time, bro. <laughs> Put that up. Put that up. That's a hard quote, bro. <laughs> Pedro, if you shit in this, I swear to Prince, I will unmetal you. That's everything. That's all me encompasses. He will. Me. He he will he will go magneto on your ass and just pull the metal right just, out of you. Just pull it right out of me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that's referring to, but I like um, it. Um, dude, because you are the metal. Yeah. He will it's just how it, it's just how it happens. It's just how it is. It's just how it goes sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, there was some other Star Wars news, but I'm not going to touch on it because you know we want to keep things positive. And we oh well, no, no, no! I love, I love the negativity when it comes to Disney. Let's go! What happened? What kind of garbage happened? Uh, well, apparently, uh, John Boyega voiced his displeasure with how they treated his character of Finn in the in the sequel trilogy. Um, and look, man, it is what uh-huh. it is. John Boyega. Oh, the black guy. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. Um, you know, but that's. <sighs> You know, don't give me that face. Don't give me that face. I didn't I, remember. I, just, I, I don't remember look, the actor. I didn't remember the actor. Look, I don't. I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into like the negative stuff. You know, I want to concentrate on the positive stuff, which is the Mandalorian. But I agree with him. Love. I agree with them. I think that he was underutilized in the movies. I thought he was a great character, and he was underutilized completely. Okay. And and again, I, I don't disagree with the sentiment. I just don't want to go there. You know, I want to I want to keep tonight's episode positive because, like I said, we are talking about one of the greatest movie franchises of all time. Yeah, um, at least a seminal franchise in my lifetime. Um, you know, I you're a Seminoles fan. No, 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 not not Seminole, Seminole. Yeah, 
AL. It's all about the Panthers, bro. Right? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right? Got the right sports down? Yeah, the- yep. 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 You got it. You got it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so definitely, uh, like I, I'm, I was trying to, I'm trying to remember, like, I know I didn't see it in theaters. I, I know this was like a home video or cable discovery for me. What Bill and Ted or Star Yeah, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, I, I want to think it was home video. Um, I don't remember if it was that my sister was visiting and like she rented it or something like that. And then like, I was like, Oh cool. This, this looks interesting. Um, or I don't know if it was one of those things. Cause you know, we were one of the, you know, if you were, if you remember Miami in the, in the like late eighties, early nineties, there were these little black boxes that you would have on the, Mm. TVs in your house, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what was the channel ninety nine? Some shit like that. Um, I don't know, bro. We're talking about nineteen eighty nine, nineteen. Well, movie came out in no, 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 no. The fucking, no, no, no. The channel that was always locked on the the black box. It was like ninety nine or some or three or some bullshit like that. Like the, the block, the blurry, the blurry one. No, no, no. The, the box always had like a number on it, the little red number. Like a remember? I think it was ninety nine. The numbers right. were red, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were. I mean, you would change. You would put whatever channel you wanted. Right, right. But like when it was like idle, it would have a number always on it. I think I, re- I remember zero three being like the number always. I on think there. in this house, when it was not in use, it wasn't plugged in. Because oh, look at this fancy motherfucker although, right here, huh? Although I know it wasn't until later that <laughs> Zach, I want to just throw this out here. I miss Zach. Zach, where you been, bro? God damn! Look at look at these look at these fucking crazy ass comments. This homeboy is fucking No, the one above it. The one above it. Best friends, married, and metal. That's exactly our relationship. That's exactly how that goes. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. So like I said, I don't remember if it was uh like a video rental or if it was uh like when it got on to like HBO because I think back in the day, like there was only like HBO Cinemax hadn't come along yet. Uh, back in like 1990. Oh, you mean Skinemax. <laughs> no, that was, that was after 11 and <laughs> that that was dad's private watching time. <laughs> oh yeah. That quote unquote dad's right. I get you. I'm reading, I'm reading what you're Although, about, bro. to be, to be honest, my father was the kind of father where like, if I got up to go to the kitchen to like, Get something to drink, and there was like a sexy scene on. My dad would be like, "Oi, oi, yeah, I got miretto, miretto," because <laughs> that was my dad. <laughs> yeah, um, corrupting youth from the. <laughs> my no, dad but... is my dad is the typical Cuban dad that like when there's like a baby around that's like learning how to talk. My dad is the Cuban dad that will like try to teach him how to swear. Yeah. I don't think that's Cuban. I think that's just Hispanic and or not Hispanic, Hispanic, Latin. Latin. That's just Latin in general, bro. Because my parents would do the same shit. Or my dad. I wouldn't say my mama did, but dad did. But anyway, I digress. We've been we've been dancing around the subject Uh, ever since I saw the movie. (laughs) I love the movie. Um, I didn't. I didn't understand everything that was going on at the time. Uh, I'll be honest. And and like 1990, when when like when like nine year old me saw that movie. Nine-year-old me did not understand any of the shit that was going on with Missy. Like, I was like, I, I, I don't 
get it. Like, bro, I didn't bro, understand that, that it was like the fact that like this girl that's like just barely older than they were was married to his dad. Like all that shit went like right over my head. Um, you know the and not to mention like Bill's dad is like fucking creepo, like kicking his son out of his own room to like make out and have sex with his wife on his son's bed. Like, I don't remember that movie that well. I don't remember that. I don't remember that shit, bro. I, I rewatched it recently, and yeah, that, that happens. I gotta rewatch that movie. I remember as a kid, I fucking yeah. loved those movies, bro. I fucking yeah. In fact, that's the second that, one, not so much, bro. That shit scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Remember that the, shit? Uh, the, the big giant Satan? Bro, no, fuck that. That's, that shit was baby. That was shit, baby shit. It's when they went into that 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 weird room was it, with the was Easter it, Bunny and shit. Remember the, and the Easter Bunny? Whoa, that shit gave me nightmares, bro. Fuck that. Oh. <laughs> Your boy Chris is in. Oh, but um, but no, nah, man. Like the, the yeah, the the, the rabbit was kind of creepy, but Grandma was fucking with the with the hairs. In. But let, I'm not, let, I'm not, let's I'm not saying let's that. Not, let's not get ahead of, our, of ourselves. Uh, so part one, um, you know, our heroes are are flunking history, and immediately right off the bat, like what I realized on this rewatch, for two guys that are failing history. Their vocabulary is stellar. <laughs> like it, they may be funking history, but they must be getting A's in literature and English and shit. Like, like they they can speak very very eloquently. Like they're they're not like for two guys that appear to be surfer bums. Like they are super mm-hmm. intelligent. Like when it comes to to communication. Uh, but movies the the, the fucking. The, those two, I mean, the, right off the bat, the two characters are so endearing, you know, you, that you can't help but kind of love them. Uh, the whole thing, the intro with them in the garage, um, the we need to get Van Eddie Van Halen as a guitarist, and in order <laughs> to do that, we need to make a video, but we can't really make the video because we we kind of suck. They're like, but that's why we need Eddie Van Halen, <laughs> like the circle logic that follows through all the movies. Yes. That's my favorite part. Yeah. That's not 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 the Eddie Van Halen part. I'm talking about just the circular logic. The circular logic? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like what's wrong with you guys? Not, not to <laughs> That's mention, the feeling like, that I get watching that movie. I just constantly telling myself, what's wrong with you guys? You know what I mean? Not to mention, like, the, the I think some of the best time travel rules of all time with, like, if we think about doing this, it instantly happens. Because we did it, we just got to remember to go do it, or otherwise it won't happen. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like, well, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. That that's how time travel would work. Is that like, it's like um, there was a I always remember there was an episode of Tiny Toons where yeah. Lucky decides that he's gonna make a time machine, and so like he starts like working on the time machine, and immediately Future Plucky shows up with like, we did it, we built the time machine. And, like, I came back to this moment to show you that we did it. And he's like, all right, cool. And then he steals the time machine from himself. <laughs> and, and I'm always like, well, yeah, that, that circular time travel, that's how it would work. Except that if you don't actually go back and then create the time machine, you will never come back and give yourself the time machine. It's like, it's a weird thing. But, I, I mean, the, the movie's just full of little shit like that. It's awesome. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the historical figures wrecking them all. 
Genghis Khan with the yeah. baseball bat and freaking uh, Joan yeah. of Arc takes over the. Uh, the Honestly, uh, that's what I remember most from that movie is just the historical figures running amok. Yeah. I don't and really it's remember. It's literally like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, and then, you know, and then, and this is great. This is great stuff. Although it's George Carlin is awesome. Just like the, um, I like the future better in the first movie than in the second. In the second, it Why? got weird with all those like weird, like neon color foam clothing pieces and shit like that. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, man. Like I, I don't know, bro. It's like it's it's hard to talk about it without like getting like wrapped up in like the nostalgia for it. But then it's also like it's not the greatest movie ever. So it's like <laughs> you take that fucking shit back. It's not like plot's gonna make you super like super like puzzle. It's like it's, like, it's not Inception. Oh, like, you take that back. You take that back. This is the greatest movie ever made. Um. No, I'm not gonna take that back. Take it back. It's the greatest movie ever made. It's still one of my favorite movies, but it's not one of the greatest movies ever it's made. It's better. All right, better than Endgame. Yep, I said it. I said it. Yep, better than know, Endgame. Man. Better than Endgame. Endgame was trash. certainly more quotable. See, told you. I just said it. You know, I'm looking at Gus. Gus agrees. You know. uh, speaking of Endgame, are we gonna are we gonna touch on the sad news of the week, bro? Um, you know, we posted about it on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I think we... Um, I feel like if we were going to do it, I feel like we should have done it before the show started. Okay, we can maybe we can do it at the very end. Yeah, I mean, look, at this point, everybody knows already. Um, yeah. I don't want to bring the show down. Alrighty. You know. Well, then they'll make, it, they'll make it about something negative. Okay, this guy, what a fucking champion, all right? This guy made a movie while going through chemotherapy, fucking went to hospitals and seeing kids who are in the same condition as him and bringing light to their lives. You know what I mean? Talk about an actual hero. You know what I'm talking about? Like this guy, like is the embodiment of a hero. He did everything that a good person could and should do. You know what I'm saying? Like what a role model. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This guy. And on top of that, he fucking, he nailed it in his, in his roles. I haven't seen his other movies, but I've seen uh, uh, Black Panther, and he, he, he I'm not a bit greatest fan of that movie, but I can't say, I can't knock his performance in it, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did a great job yeah. in that movie. On top of the accent, he killed that accent. Like, I thought oh, he was yeah. actually from Africa, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> for real, I thought he was an African man. Dude, but I loved when he did that character, but in, uh, on SNL for Black Panther. I Devil. saw it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that uh, was great. The, uh, the the Jeopardy sketch was, yeah. was awesome. Um, but uh, th- there is one thing though that, that I mean, look, I hope that if I ever am facing anything like that, that I would have the stoicism to face it that way. Hell yeah, man! Oh yeah, dude. you know, that's, I, I that's would, a superpower, bro. What he what he was like, and no one knew. You know what I mean? He yeah. fucked up that shit to himself. No one else had his, his, his family, apparently. Yeah, he, does, he, didn't make it, he didn't make it about um, that. You know, and, he and didn't make his life about that. Yeah. And obviously, I'm sure that, like, I'm sure that the director knew. Like, like I know that he was making that movie with Spike Lee. I'm sure Spike Lee knew. But, you know, he, I'm sure he voiced to Spike Lee how adamant he was. Like, you know, please don't don't talk about it. Don't make it public. 
Because obviously, if you're making a movie, like one of the things they don't talk about, but when you're making a movie, um, you have to you have to basically be cleared by an insurance company. Like you, you have to be insured because if anything happens to you, that's an entire production that's getting shut down and stuff like that. So yeah. I, there had to have been some sort of like knowledge of it in the industry. The fact that everybody kept it quiet, like. Because, I mean, come on, it only takes one blabbermouth insurance agent to be like, oh, yeah, we checked him out for this movie, and, you know, he's going through chemotherapy, and all of a sudden, like, it would have been out all over the place. Yeah. I did that those people kept that secret. Like, kudos to them. You know, the fact that, and especially because, like, come on, nowadays, like, every single person out there, every single person in Hollywood, if they were diagnosed would be out there immediately with some sort of charitable foundation trying to like raise money and, and using their il their illness to, to try to raise money and, and stuff like that. He, he didn't capitalize on that. He didn't take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah, he found the you bigger know. picture. It's more about him, not the disease. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's how he goes down. It wasn't, his life wasn't, wasn't sh like, uh, how do you say? Like it wasn't overcasted by this, this tragedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He lived his life and it wasn't about that. You know what I mean? It's about him, yeah. which is more important. I don't know. I, I didn't use the right words because I can't think right now, but <laughs> you know what I was trying to say. I get you. Bro. Yeah. And, and look, man, like I, I'm just sad of all the stuff that we're not going to get to see. And I don't just mean Black Panther 2. Um, obviously, I'm sure we're going to get some form of a Black Panther 2. Um, you know, that, that franchise is way too. Uh, way too important to to not make another one. Mm -hmm. Um, but the the fact that like man, he he made some great fucking movies, you know, and he was a really good fucking actor. And the fact that we're you know we're not gonna get to see anything else from him is just sad. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, because they didn't take a shitty they didn't take a shitty actor. You know, they, we they can't look at we can't look at in a negative way, we got to say, thank God we got to see him portray that role. You know what I mean? We, we yeah, Thank God yeah. we got that. You know what I mean? Because we didn't need that, but we got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got that. We got the movie that he, he gave us. So thank God for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not mm -hmm. oh, too bad we can't see that in the future. We got, we got it already. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to, we don't, we don't necessarily need more. So I, I, I don't know, man. That whole story, when it broke out, I was like, man, kudos to that guy. You know what I, I mean? Was, like, I don't know about you guys. I was, I was floored. Me too. I, I, I would. I didn't. I didn't believe it. I was like, no. How old is this guy? This guy's mad young. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean, I, I think. I think it hit me as hard, if not harder, than Kobe. And with Kobe, you go well. But you know, that was an accident, and accidents happen. And yeah, yeah an accident can happen to anybody. But you know, I, I don't. I mean, I'm 39. I'm. I'm about to be 40 in less than a year. Uh, my father is a, a colon cancer survivor, um, so which means that I've got a you know I've got a genetic predisposition already. And this guy, this, I mean, he's forty three. He's four years older than me. Like, and he'd been battling it for for a couple of years. Yeah. So yeah. like. You know, I, I know, and 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 then what sucks is like I know like insurance companies now like they won't cover it until you're fifty. 
but I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get myself checked out. You know, I I mean, you know, you guys are still a couple of years away from forty, but I'm you know I'm like I said I'm turning forty next year. I'm gonna have to you know go in and get that, and I'm gonna have to probably you know you know knock on wood. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Yep. You know, but so- yeah, man. Let's end. Let's end on a positive note, though. So, yeah. like, you know, kudos to like the the fucking strength yeah. that he had for fucking putting up, you know, dealing with it personal, like a personal problem, not making it public, and on top of that, bringing so much light to kids who needed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that shit is well, super fucking powerful. You know that that's one thing that I will say about all the guys in the Marvel movies and 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 all that, like all the, uh, and all the guys and and Scarlett Johansson and um. And, and the girls too. Um, they, when it comes to children's charities, like, I mean, I mean, I, I think of a few years back, I think of the Chris Pratt and, and Chris Evans, the, the whole, they, they made the Super Bowl bet. And then even though like, you know, the Patriots won or whatever, uh, wait, was the Patriots won or Seahawks that won? Patriots won, right? Patriots beat the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you know, held up his end of the deal and then and went to to New England to go to the kids' hospital in full costume. And then Chris mm-hmm. Evans was like, "All right, and now we'll go to Seattle and we'll and we'll go to the Seattle hospital too." Like, so like those guys, you know, when it comes to that, like those guys are always like at the top of their game and stuff like that. So I give them kudos to that. And and you know, he was no different. Um, but man, I mean. Like it's really hard when when the person that passes is close to your own age and they pass with natural causes. That's you know that's that's kind of scary. That's kind of and enough dwelling on that. Let's get back to Bill and Ted because <laughs> it's supposed we to be were, a fun episode tonight. We were still talking about the first one. We were talking about yeah, we were talking uh, about the first one. Um, okay, so obviously, uh, <laughs> just. Look, there are little things that, like, I, I just, I like, I watched it last week, and there are little things that, like, just stick out that, like, you didn't, I didn't notice before. I love uh, just little quotes here and there, like, yeah, dude, things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that seems to be something that happens with a lot of shit that you watch when you're younger. Like, when you grow up and you watch it again, oh, you always yeah. catch, you always catch those little things that, like. Aren't for kids. That you didn't or, understand as a kid because you had no no point of reference. Exactly, bro. Bro, yeah. tell me about it, bro. My entire childhood, I was listening to Prince, and then I grow up, and boy, <laughs> oh, oh boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy. So that's what that means. <laughs> no, I, darling, Nikki is about what you say. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What's funny is when you catch that stuff in like in cartoon movies. Like yes. every like every once in a while, you'll be watching like an animated movie, and and you'll get a joke to be like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> you'll be like, "I didn't catch that before." How did this make it into a kids' movie? Yep. <laughs> uh, especially like anything like like Aladdin and Robin Williams. You have to make like some of the shit Robin Williams somehow. does in Aladdin. Like if you were a kid, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> as an adult, you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so okay, Bill and Ted. So the simple premise, right? Two guys that supposedly in the future they wind up, you know, changing the world for the better. They're about to be flunked out of history class, and Ted's dad wants to ship them off to military school. And if that happens, then they split up. They never form their band. 
and the future doesn't happen. So George Carlin, who plays a character by the name of Rufus, comes back and gives them this time-traveling phone booth that allows them to travel the circuits of time in order to go anywhere they want. And just the fact that it's like, you got to dial in the number for where you want to go, and the entire guide is in this phone book. <laughs> Here are all the points that you can visit in time. It's just, it's hilarious. Is it, like a yellow, is it like a Yellow Pages? or? It's a Yellow Pages. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So okay. It's, like a yellow, it's, like, it's like a typical phone booth. Like, like, if you remember, like, you would go into a phone booth, and mm-hmm. underneath the phone would be hanging this, like, black binder that had yep. a Yellow Pages inside so that you could, like, look up a phone number and call it. Yep, yep. Uh, that's essentially what it is, except all the numbers are points in time. Um, <laughs> Gus, memories, anything that stands out in this movie? I mean, I already said them. The, the, what I remember most is just the historical figures in the morning mug. Yeah. Um, Pedro? I don't, I don't remember if they have to like round them up eventually, do they? Yeah, yeah they, they, they got to. Well, they, they, they have them wait for them at the mall. But then, of course, they get into trouble. They wind up getting arrested. Mm. And then they got to break them out of prison. Which is where they introduce, like, the... All right, dude, if we go and we steal your dad's keys, and then we hide them underneath this rock, then they'll be waiting here for us. And then they go and they check under the rock, and there are the keys. <laughs> like, all right, I did take my dad's keys. <laughs> like, and, just, and, and just little things like that. Like, but we got to remember to do it, or else it won't happen. Um. Yeah, Pedro. For you, memories that stand out. Man, just the movie as a whole, bro. The movie, uh, was like a good representation of the time, bro. That that was like, if you wanna, oh, you don't know how it was back in the er, the late eighties and the early nineties. Watch Bill and Ted. That's pretty much how it went down. Like, you got from the attire, fucking what is it? Bill's uh, or Ted's shirt is like one of those little crop tops. That's his his whole midriff showing. That's Bill. That's Bill. He has his whole midriff showing. The fucking shorts. Short shirt with the ripped jeans. He wears a flannel shirt that sometimes he wears it and sometimes he ties it around his waist. Um, and then Ted wears like these long baggy shorts with like a white t-shirt and a vet black vest. And then he, he has, has like, an orange he has, denim jacket. He has shorts and then a cut uh uh sweat shorts under or sweatpants cut yeah, down his yeah, shorts like the, underneath short his short. shorts which is the most 90s thing i've ever seen in my entire fucking life and then he has a plaid shirt tied around his waist a t-shirt with a happy face on it he has that silky keanu reeves hairstyle and then he has uh he has like another coat over his shirt right he has like a shirt over his shirt yeah, he's got like that a, boy is about layers, mom. You know, I what I'm think saying? It's like a, it, it looks like a pinkish orange denim shirt. Uh, but it's not a, um, it's not a shirt with a happy face on. He's got a shirt. It's like a band shirt. Hold on, I gotta look up a picture. I remember a happy face though. Oh no, no, no! Part one, he has a he has a white t-shirt and a vest. That's he's got a, I think, like a happy face, like on his shorts. Is it on his shorts? Like a little happy face symbol, like 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 a patch. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's the details. Who gives a shit? But one of the movies, he had like a yellow shirt, I remember. I think it was the second one then. The second one, I'm not sure. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just the fucking style that they were rocking was like, <laughs> woo-wee! <laughs> it was just a lot of shit going on in that shit. 
I don't know, man. I just I like the, the whole the whole like theme of the of the movie, like the eighties and nineties. It was just like a, a time capsule in in one. Just like everything that was hip during those times. It was like that surfer talk, skater talk, you know, stoner type. It was just like that was what the the kids. That's what the kids were doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> So it was just like I don't know. I just like that that whole thing, and that it was all it was like that 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 high school movie where they just want to be, they want to pass their class, and it's just the whole movie's about them passing a, a history class. With yeah. uh, it's that's that's like the plot. Like well, the, so they they were supposed to like do a presentation on like what they think like the figures of the past would think of like modern day San Dimas. Uh, which by the way, fucking. Great fucking name, San Dimas. San Dimas High School football rules. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like it's a, it's a totally like, like yeah, it, it is a, t- a perfect time capsule of that late eighties, early nineties vibe. Yep. Yeah. Um, not to mention, like, like, look, man, this movie became such a cultural phenomenon that like it would literally inspire real life. Like, like there are people in like parts of the country that just started talking like Bill and Ted. I think it's the opposite. Well, yeah, yeah. People that weren't from California started talking like them because it was yeah. so cool. But I think California, that's just how they, that's just how it was. And they were, they were imitating, you know, what was going on in uh, California. Yeah. But I like, remember. Well, and, and not to mention, it's, it's one of, I think like. I, I want to say Ninja Turtles is where the whole like surfer speak started, kind of becoming commonplace. Like as I yeah. know, Ninja Turtles taught us like uh, you know tubular and the, okay. Know, so in the eighties, in the eighties and the nineties, um, it, it was like after a movie. I forget the name of the movie. Um, a long longest summer, I think it's called. The movie. It's a documentary. That documentary was, I don't know if that's the name, but it was a Endless Summer. Endless Summer, I think it, it was. One that's about the, the surfers, like, that's it. That, travel around the world. That's it. That was, that was a, like a huge documentary for its time. And after that, surfing became commonplace. Like, like it was just popular. Well, well surfing, surfing has had like peaks and valleys. Right. Because in the yeah. 60s, surfing was was huge also right that's when that movie was made after after that movie was made it was like it was like super popular and it stayed super popular all the way through and like during the 80s and 90s cool quote unquote was the surfer guys the skater guys because they spoke cool or whatever you know what i mean they're the underdogs or whatever and that's why you have like the ninja turtles the cool the coolest character which would be mikey just by personality he was like the fun one and he was the surfer type you know that was just like it was a it was a brand. You're oh you're cool, you're hip, and you're fun. Surfer, and that's how you talk. Okay. You think of that movie. Uh, I, I need that, to challenge your pre- your your theory on that though. Go oh. because I just looked it up, and Endless Summer was made in 1966. Endless Summer Two was not made until 1994. Right. Okay. So I think we're we're talking about it's definitely a culture that was big in California. Uh, but I, I don't think Endless Summer is the reason why it started making a comeback. Okay, I disagree. But then, uh, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> they have, um, fuck, see, you, you knocked me off the, my, my tracks, bro. You took the winds out of my sails, bro. Hey, man, I'm calling it like I see it. Right. Well, I don't know where to go with that. So, 
Here you go. Pass it on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, like, as far as I can remember, I know, I want to say maybe it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. But that, uh, came, from, that came from the Surfer, the, the Endless yeah. Summer movie. No, no. That, that, Endless Summer was a documentary, as you said. Right. But, uh, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they introduced the character Spicoli, played by, uh, by Sean Penn. Who was who was that like surfer dude? Right. And I think that character got so popular that I think that's what kind of maybe created some of this coming back. The only reason why this is my theory again, because whatever. The only reason why he was made to be cool or whatever is because of Endless Summer. Just like in the nineties, fucking uh, you have you have like movies like Brink from from Disney, which is a rollerblading one. You have. Yeah. So, uh, tsunami, whatever, which is a surfing one. All that came from the video, the the video game uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which made a comeback to to skateboarding. Tony Hawk made skateboarding cool again, so skateboard lingo started becoming cool again. A lot more people were doing skateboard stuff. The cool characters in movies were skateboarders. You know, it's all like a resurgence of everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's where i think it came from so like the, the the 60s it was that movie and that movie was huge for a documentary that shows like like you you see any movie and you'll see that poster somewhere in a movie it's like super popular well, i know i know you know what the skateboarding thing makes a lot of sense because i know that the early skateboarders were very they were very much coming out of the west coast and like the that whole surf vibe um, where it was like, yeah, you you can't go ride a wave because maybe the waves weren't kicking, but but you could ride your board, right? You know, and I know that like um, those early like guys, like especially like uh, there's a great documentary called uh, Dogtown and Z Boys. Yep. No, which yeah, is yeah. all about that and like um, and those guys and like how they basically in California started to kind of revolutionize the the skateboarding game. You know, and then Tony Hawk obviously was like very heavily into it. Was the resurgence, it. right? Yeah. Dogtown and Z Boys was in the eighties. That shit kind of died off in the late eighties, in the middle mid eighties, and then it came all back super strong. Same thing with comic books. It's the same shit with comic books. What brought back comic books? It was the fucking pouches, the pouch characters. <laughs> fucking, that's what brought comic books back. The nineties, Rob Liefeld and, and Jim exactly. Lee. Exactly. Uh, and then there was like a death of of comic books after, um, you know, Watchmen and all those other books well, came out well, in the, the late eighties. Well, the reason there was a death of comic books is that so in the nineteen nineties is when we first start getting like, oh, this first edition Superman action comics. Sold for thousands of dollars. Right. It was the collecting that's when thing. People started going like, wait a minute. All my old issues were like, if I would have kept them nicely, would be worth money today. Uh, not realizing that, A, no, not all of your old issues, just certain specific ones. And B, the comics industry was like, oh, we, we got to take advantage of this. And so they started releasing a ton of number ones. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where like, business boomed because a lot of speculators entered the market mm -hmm. uh and so what they thought were like real sales to real fans were just people like people were buying like multiple issues of issue ones because they were like i'm gonna buy this and then in the future i'm gonna you know be able to pay for my kid's college and yeah. it's like oh no sorry dude <laughs> it doesn't work that way like it's it's all based on rarity and they were cranking out so many copies that like you know it just didn't happen uh but we're 
we're we're changing subjects and getting completely way off topic, which I know no, we but don't I think do normally, but but no, but it's it's fine. It's inter- it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Bill and Ted enter the lexicon and become pop culture icons pretty much immediately. Um, you know, we we start getting all kinds of Bill and Ted stuff all over the place. Uh, and they decide, you know what, we, we need to capitalize on this. Let's make a sequel. Uh, and so 1991, uh, what was supposed to originally be Bill and Ted Go to Hell, uh, <laughs> well, they can't market that in 1991. We can't say Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Like, there's no way with it. Like, the movie theaters will, like, allow us to screen it. So we get Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, in which a rebel faction of the future sends two evil robot Bill and Ted's to the past to kill Bill and Ted. And it, it's just, man. It's like Terminator. Yeah. But it's just, it is it is another fun movie. Um, I fucking, I love death. Like, death is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I love just, like, the little shit here and there, like, ghost Bill and Ted. Um, and I, to this day, I still don't know because they, because they won't say it. They'll say they planned it. When we get to the movie, Missy has apparently divorced Bill's dad and is now married to Ted's dad. And I'm, I'm watching the movie and and they don't really make a big deal out of it other than to say that like. Bill saying, like, dude, that's your mom to Ted. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was Bill's mom last movie. Hmm. And they, 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 they didn't really, like, go back to it. it. Which makes me wonder, like, well, was it just that maybe Bill's dad, the actor, wasn't available? So they decided, all right, well, we're just going to have her be married to Ted's dad. Or was it just, like, seriously, like, well, we want to bring this actress back because she's hot. And... We don't really care about the other guy, so just make it so like like the story of why Missy has has married Ted's dad in the sequel. Uh, we don't know what happened. We I don't think we'll ever know what happened, other than it happened. Uh, and then she, ultimately, she's the one responsible for sending them to hell because you know they try to like get a message to her that like they've been killed, and she thinks they're being haunted by evil spirits. And it has one of my favorite scenes in the movie ever, which is the eternal fall into the pit of hell, where they're just screaming their heads off and eventually just stop. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, this is a deep hole. <laughs> um, All right. But what, what did you guys think of the sequel? Like, what did uh, what stands out? What What did you like? What did you not like? For me, it was just. Not that it was darker, like if I'm watching The Dark Knight or some shit like that, but visually it was darker because obviously they, you know, they go to hell. Oh, I mean, they go to hell. <laughs> also, the when they're dead, uh-huh. uh, they're in black and white. Oh, see, that's something I just that I didn't even remember, but maybe subconsciously I remember some shit like that, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, like the ghost versions of themselves are black and white. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um... But we get some great stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, they get introduced to Death, who played by William Sadler, who is just, mm-hmm. you know, he's 
he plays the character perfectly. Um, he's got like a dry, sardonic comedy delivery, and like the, he could you could tell that he's being annoyed by them, but at the same time, he's like he's just happy to like you know be interacting yeah. with people. Um, and then of course you know they go to heaven, where everything is apparently like a shade of like lilac or violet. <laughs> and then like they get to they get to meet Station. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. Like yeah. these two little furry dudes, alien dudes. Like what you thought the you thought that the most intelligent minds in the in the universe would come from Earth? Like <laughs> <laughs> And then of course they do that whole like fusion thing. What fusion? Uh, I don't remember that. What's that? You don't remember the fusion? No. When they're in the parking lot of the of the hardware store? And he's like, and they're like, station, do you, like, do you think you can be able to like get these built like in time? And so like they walk away and like they look at each other and then like they run into each other and just turn into like a big old like mass of goo. Oh no! And then all of a sudden it emerges like a giant station. No, I don't remember that. That's oh weird. man, <laughs> that shit was that shit was awesome when I was a kid. It's like holy shit. <laughs> um, and again, 1991. I'm I'm 10 years old. Yeah. Um. So it's it's one of those things where it's like I, I don't know anything about special effects, but that looked cool to me. Um. How about you, Pedro? The sequel? Anything? Uh. I mean, we already talked about the the, the grandma and the as, bunny. As a out. film, as a film, I thought it was a lot more interesting than the first one. Uh. My. I I have more fun with the first one. The first one's a lot more lighthearted and fun. But the second one actually makes you think a lot more. You know, what's right, what's wrong. Um, you know, you, you see a different dynamic of these characters because so far these characters are just like, whoa, I'm kind of clueless but smart at the same time. Whoa, you know what I mean? But at this second one, you have the whole um, them trying to figure out how to beat their bad selves. You know, like they're, they have like that conflict of how to beat themselves, which is an interesting man versus man, man versus himself. And well, it's also man versus machine because they're, they're they're robots. They're robots, yeah. But they're it's like, still it's strength. still it's still like they know what they're thinking. You know, that's the the whole the whole point. So it's like, and then on top of that, they have to they have those two uh those two gods which are like little fucking weird creature things with their asses station. out. Stations, station. right? <laughs> well, that's right. He splits into two. It's only one station, but he splits into two. No, no, he's two, and then he becomes one. Oh, okay. So it's the opposite. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw it, but. See that was a cool dynamic too, because now they're they. It's like, oh, this thing that doesn't even talk is like the smartest being in the fucking universe, and he can create anything out of garbage. And it's, I don't know, it's just more interesting. He only, only says the one word, station. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, the layers of hell, which is like a, a mythology all all, of, all all in its own, which is interesting that they like brought that mythology into you know the different stages of hell, and you know. Um, reflecting on their their inner self like i said the second movie is a lot more interesting but it's not as fun as the first but it's it's a fuck ton more interesting was it, it's the first it's the first recollection that i can think of i'm trying to think if i saw if there was anything earlier that played it that way or not where hell is represented as like essentially you reliving like your worst memories mm. right because I know, Which like in, in some on, mythologies, I think there's a layer in in the underworld, not in hell, but in the underworld in Greek mythology, in which 
you it's very cold, which they did that in this in in, in the movie. It's not hot. Hell isn't hot. What are you talking about? They're literally in a fire pit. I remember it being cold. Well, at least the the, the, the remember this has been a while, but I remember the scene being bluish blue lights when they when they get into like like the central hub. It becomes right. But like, that's uh, that's the section I'm talking about. Like that. Right, that's the section that I'm talking about. Is where they're that that is a, a, a like a layer of the underworld in which you just live your worst your worst moments of your life, and that's pretty much what they did with that. You know, so. I always find it funny or interesting, or when when you know some of these lighthearted movies or movies that are supposed to be silly, like mirror actual like philosophy. Like yeah, <laughs> like that's what... with having layers is like Dante's Inferno. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it look, it, and like I said, as far as I know, it's the first representation I can remember in my lifetime mm-hmm. where that, that's their version of hell, right? Because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, hell, you go there and you burn forever. And you, you imagine like a fiery pit where you're literally like burning. Right. That's uh, like, uh, this is like, no, it's like you're there and like every door they go into is like a representation of like a bad memory. Exactly. Um, or like a nightmare or something like that. Yeah, you're just reliving um, pain all the time. And that's yeah. what the underworld in Greek mythology was. It wasn't hot. You're not tortured by it. You're just uncomfortable. Cold is uncomfortable. Heat isn't as uncomfortable as cold. Yeah. So it's cold, and you're just reliving horrible events, which yeah. I think is great. But I know definitely when they are when they go to hell, like it is a burning orange. It, it is a fiery hell that's represented. Right, but and I don't. They're, I don't. They're on I don't, that rock, and they get pulled in towards where Satan is, um, which I love that they don't say Satan. They just like it's a giant, huge, demonic Satan figure, and they're like, and Ted's like, "Who's that?" And Bill's like, "Dude, who do you think that is?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that I, I I don't know. That's what I fucking loved about that movie. Again, not. Don't think it's more entertaining than the first one, but I do think it's a hell of a lot better written than the first one. But well, second it one is it, it does some, definitely does some more exploration. Right. Um. Then, uh, you know, obviously they they save the day. Oh, oh. Also, uh, the personality of death, which is in Greek mythology, Thanatos is the god of death. It's the Grim Reaper in our standards in in, in mm-hmm. Catholicism. So the Grim Reaper in, in in Greek mythology is Thanatos, and that's where they came. They got that image for him, the cloak and the the, the sickle. That's from Thanatos, and Thanatos is supposed to be not like his personality isn't like evil or whatever. He's just kind of. Well, like I mean, look, the Grim Reaper's never been evil. Well, I mean, you know? every time you see him, you see him as a skull. You see him as you know yeah, they... scary. But in this one, they didn't make him a skull. They made him some fucking little dweeby dude. <laughs> and I fucking love that. But that's the thing. Like, whenever, like whenever I've seen death done well, uh, it's always like death is not a bad guy. Death is just death, right? Like, you, he's there because it's your time to go. He's not there to kill you. Like, that's not his job. He's just there to... You know, to to make sure that, like, you know, you, you yeah, make the transition. I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to make a like a comparison of like the the the, the level. You know, usually yeah. death is the cooler character because he's like he has so much power. He's on the for for film nerds, he's the top left which, corner of the screen. So he's which, like, which this character has. This I mean, this character has the ability to bring people to uh, to and and back to life. And, right, and right, 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 right. But I but I like that in this movie, he's he's like out cooled by these two surfer dweebs you know what i mean and like he becomes the nerd like 
And then of course like, they beat them in every single board game. Exactly. That and that's what I think is fun. So much so that when I was in college, I wrote a comic book uh, called A Fatty and Turd, and one of the characters was the Green Reaper. But I made his personality that he was a germaphobe, antisocial, and 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 um and and paranoid. So like huh. awesome. the Green Reaper couldn't kill anybody because he didn't want to touch anybody because he was a germaphobe. And he didn't like talk to other people because he thought he was too much of a nerd. So he would he would like go out and try to make other people do his bidding. You know what I mean? Which is the angels of death, and that's where all that, that shit comes from. But I thought that shit was cool that like you know this movie. This is me rewatching it. When I was a kid, I thought that guy was terrifying. But me rewatching it when I was older, I was like, dude, I love the fact that they made death not as serious as you know what I mean, like as other movies would make them. Because like you look at Lucifer, for example. Lucifer is well spoken. He's all cool and all this fucking shit. And then you see this death, and he's kind of like a dweeb. <laughs> I, I love that. Which, by the way, Lucifer does a good job of, of hell, also. Like, the there's TV been a show? couple of yeah, the TV show. Like, there's been a couple of times where like uh, the show has gone to like hell to like show you what's going on, and it is mm-hmm. another one of those things where it's like you're basically reliving like your worst day, and like it happens over and over and over and over again, like nonstop. Yeah. Um, and every time it happens, you don't remember what happened the previous time and all that. Like, so it's, it's definitely, it, it is one of those things. Um, Preacher did that too, the, the TV series. Um, I don't know if the comic books did that, but one of the main characters in Preacher, when he goes to hell, is essentially reliving his worst day over and over and over again. Dude, you um, know what's the coolest part about Preacher? I don't know if you read the comic. I don't even know if they did this in the show, but the, um, what's... I don't know what his I forget the name of the character is that evil cowboy guy who like kills Saint, the saint of all killers saint of all killers that guy is the coolest character ever written bro it's such a cool character he kills like the angel of death and melts his fucking swords into his pistols so he could shoot people with the that's so cool bro <laughs> shooting down tanks and shit with pistols yeah. that's pretty hardcore it's fucking right. hardcore. He no no. There's a line in that fucking book where he says he was so evil he froze hell over, bro. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're, we're we're approaching fifty minutes. We're almost at the hour mark here. So, um, so I I did get to see Bill and Ted three over the weekend. Um, went over to All a right. buddy's house. We uh we did some uh some social distance watching, and um you know split and split it. It was twenty bucks on Amazon. Uh, so we split it three ways, and it is a most enjoyable movie. Um, it is something I desperately needed in 2020. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's you know the greatest movie ever made. Go ahead and say it. It's the greatest movie of all time, baby. Uh, but it's definitely. It was definitely something that we needed in this year that's been so shitty so far. Uh, it definitely. It, I I left the house happy. Like I yeah. was. I was very happy to have seen the movie. Um. It is very predictable if you're like us and you know movies very well. Like you could, like from the moment things start happening, you kind of see where things are going. Um, but it's still very enjoyable. Um, the daughters, uh, if you remember, at the end of Bill and Ted Two, they introduce us to Little Bill and Little Ted. Um, well, it turns out Little Bill and Little Ted were actually girls. It's <laughs> Billy and Thea. Uh, Billy Logan and mm-hmm. Thea Theodora Preston. 
because uh, of course, you know, they're best friends. They would name their kids after each other. Um, and Billy and Thea, they're not musicians per se, but they are very like aware of. They're they're basically DJs, Gus. So oh, you would right. love that aspect because like nice. they know all about all we kind of weird cuts and obscure moments in music and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like very much into like the like putting music together. Uh, and they're also like their dad's biggest fans. Ah. And the girl that plays Billy, uh, who's Ke- who plays Keanu's daughter, okay, the dark hair is girl. is literally channeling Keanu. Oh yeah, like the way she plays that character, it's like watching a young Keanu Reeves. Like, and I was like, man, like she is like, it, like it is a spot on of her own father. Which is pretty damn dope. Um, wait, wait. Don't, don't. She, that girl, she's, okay, a good, no. she's a good actress. Like, I, I watched this show on Netflix called Atypical, where she plays the big sister of... Uh, no, no, she actually plays the younger sister of a, of a kid that has autism. But, you know, when you, when you have a sibling that has autism, you tend to be like the older sibling. Even if you're younger than them, you're helping them out or whatever. She's, right. she's, she's, she does a good job. Yeah, her, um, I know that the Theodora is Samara Weaving, although I don't know what I know her from. I know I've seen her in something. I just can't at this point. I can't remember what it was. She's the the blonde one, right? Yeah, she's the blonde one. Um, and then the other girl is uh, her name is Bridget Lundy Payne, and yeah, she is an, an atypical. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done a couple of other things. She's uh, she doesn't have like a huge uh, resume yet. Um, but man, like, like bo- both of them do the, this really great thing where like they are just like their dads. They are that like whoa and and all that like energy, but at the same time they're also like very intelligent and like super knowledgeable about about things. So yeah. it's like a it's like a, a nice little dichotomy. Um, let's just say I don't think they would have any trouble passing history class. Okay. Um, and then and this is little things that get done throughout the movie. Um, you know, obviously George Carlin can't come back because George Carlin's passed. Uh, but they did. He was there in hologram form. Because uh, they when they go to the future, um, there is like a little thing where the phone booth is, and then like George Carlin pops out and he's like. Hi, greetings, friends. This is the original phone booth in which Bill and Ted went back in time in order, like you know, and then they walked past him and all that, uh, which I'm sure they did with like a library of of sounds they had from the previous movies and stuff like that. Also, also side note. (laughs) Also, side note. Talk about the most '90s fucking thing of all time. These two skate bros saved the universe by making the dopest song ever. That's like the most '90s thing I've ever heard in my entire life. They played um, the fucking shred. They shredded the solo of life, bro. <laughs> but uh, but man, it's it, it's the most enjoyable film. Um, I was actually uh, gonna I was actually gonna buy that shit, but when I saw that it's twenty bucks, I'm like, man, that's more expensive than going to the movies itself. So I know with Amazon, they're actually doing it as a pre-sale, and so I think what they're doing on Amazon is you buy it. And you can watch it like over the like they give you two days to watch it, but then when it comes out, I think they give you the digital download. 
um, oh. or they add it to your library or however that works with uh, with digital version. Um, oh. uh, we did, I think, I think we did the rental, and then you know we split it, you know, between the three of us that were there watching it. Um, so at and the end, like, yeah, if you were by yourself, it's more expensive than a movie ticket, but because we weren't by ourselves. Actually, right. Yeah, yeah. It's ticket. actually cheaper for families. Like, if you're if you're going with your kids to watch that and, shit, and that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, I understand. Like, oh, you know, if you live by yourself, twenty bucks seems like a lot to to spend on it. But at the same time, it's like, think of it this way: like, movie tickets now are like eleven bucks here in Miami, and then, you know, if you go get a soda, that's gonna be like another five bucks on top of that. Or if you get like a soda popcorn combo, that's usually like another ten bucks. Like, so I mean, yeah, but you're not going to the movies. But you, you, you may, like, if, if you're like me and you're just you're gonna go to the movie, you're gonna see the movie, you're not gonna buy anything. Then yeah, you know, I'm sure it's gonna be just like that. Um, but if you know, I like going to AMC Tamiami, and I've been known to go to AMC Tamiami and buy myself like a beer, and I'll drop seven, eight bucks on a beer. So between that and like twenty bucks is about what I would have spent anyway. Yeah. But because I split it with friends and all of that, like you know, I paid seven dollars to to watch the movie essentially, and you know, and, and it, it was a and it was a good time. It was a, and it's not a long movie. Movie's like an hour and a half long, which uh, I love because I remember the kid short like, by today's standards, man. It's short by today's standards, but it's it's as long as it needed to be. Like that movie did of not course. need to be a two hour movie. No, movies, movies should be going. Movies should be going back to that for, formula, bro. Movies especially today are for just, like a a buddy comedy. No, not mm-hmm. even just especially, just in general, bro. Because like a lot of these movies, there's a lot of like downtime for no reason. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. Well, there's a lot. I mean, and look for people who are into cinematography and shit. Like I know they love a lot of this shit, but sometimes I don't need like a minute long panning shot of like an area one like the area is not really like super important to the story like if you want if you want to give me like a like a 30 second aerial view of like an area that's gonna be a battlefield so that i know in the future when the battle's happening like where it's happening i'm totally down for that but sometimes you get a director who just wants to like focus on something for like a minute and you're like what was the purpose of that shot like there was no that, that we never came back to that. There was never anything else done with that. Like, like it was just like the director showing, like, look how beautiful this looks, you yeah. know. And you know, sometimes just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Um, and I, like I get that a lot. I I hate that a lot with TV series. Like sometimes you're watching a TV series and like you'll get something like that where it's like this long establishing shot, and you're like, dude, this is a TV show. That you're, I understand that by not being on TV, where you only get forty three minutes, and being on like HBO or a streaming service where you can use your full like fifty something minutes or whatever, but you don't need to spend those extra minutes just showing me something. I, I like when there's characters and I like when there's story going on. Yeah, at that point, you yeah. just got to read the room. You know what I mean? If your movie isn't isn't supposed to win awards. It's just supposed to make people feel good. You don't need all that crazy shit. And again, but again, who am I to tell an artist what to do? You know what I'm saying? Let them yeah. do them. Well, I'm a consumer. So I think I, I have the right to tell an artist what I like and what I don't like. Yeah, just don't buy their movie. That's all you got to do. 
Can't tell them not to do what they got to do, bro. It's an artist. You have fucking. They have the right to do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Yeah, but we're when we're talking about a, a a medium like movies, where it is very much based on what consumers want. Yeah, you you, like, you vote with your wallet, bud. Exactly. Just, uh, just don't buy the movie. They're like, don't. oh well, why? I saw your movie, but I didn't feel the need to buy it on Blu-ray, and I'm a guy that buys everything on Blu-ray, well because you know I I didn't really enjoy it that much. You know? Exactly. Yep. It is what it is. Anyways, yeah, but I think I think most movies should go back to an hour and thirty minutes max. I, uh, I I there's nothing wrong absolutely with uh with the ninety minute format. Uh, most of the movies growing up when I was a kid were ninety minutes. Uh, ninety to like uh to like ninety to one ten was like the sweet spot. And you don't yeah. really need much more than that. I mean that's kind of what it is. Um, I mean Animal House an hour and forty well an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, ninety more. minutes. Ninety minutes. Um. Anyways. Um. So definitely check out part three. Yeah. Um. If you got some friends, split yeah. it with your friends. You know, it'll it, it's it'll make it cheaper. Um. But it's definitely a very enjoyable film. It's definitely it's lighthearted. It's fun. Yeah, it's a bit predictable, but that's not always a bad thing. And um, I think before we end the show, we're gonna. We're going to bring back a little something that we did last week. Um, and this time, um, I actually, the uh, the person that I ordered my my stuff from, he sent me a little, a little surprise that I did not order. And I went, oh, wow, that is so fitting uh, for this week's episode. And... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what so, intern was that? You can... Um, <laughs> If you can bring that up. Oh. There you go. There we go. So, um, we have a pack of Bill and Ted's most atypical movie carts. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guessing this guy's got, like, a bunch of these. Because, again, I did not order this. He just kind of sent this among my, uh... That dude knows marketing. That dude knows marketing. Yeah, bro. He's like, hey, man. I gotta, I gotta get rid of these somehow. Movie uh, just so came out. I'm gonna send yeah. you a pack, and so we're gonna, we're gonna rip into these here, because you know we did Marvel last week, but uh, not you know they're not what? Damn, guys, I've been jamming to fucking Alanis Morissette all day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a goddamn go. lesbian. All right, Mindy. <laughs> Come on, bro. So I don't care. <laughs> right off the bat, Pedro. Yeah. There, there your boy's at. Um, you see, yeah, he's wearing like a band shirt. There's the vest, yeah. I got I, for some reason I thought it was a happy face. I guess you're right. Yeah. It's might funny. maybe in the sequel. Uh and these cards are from both the from the first two movies. And we got uh Oh, Socrates and Freud and Billy the Kid. There you go. Oh, these these are just oh, Bill like... and Ted's bogus journey. We got uh, we got Bill and I want to say Joanna. Joanna got some nice curly hair. I'm about oh. that life. So in the back of Bill and Ted simultaneously ask, "Will you marry us?" Ah. On the back, it's got. Ted and Elizabeth, I think, is uh, her name. Oh, wait, so is there, there's a different image on the back of the cards? I'm coming to meet you, Elizabeth. There you go. 
There's Napoleon at uh huh. at Waterloo. Waterloo. And there's Ted's dad on the back of this one. All right, cool. I, I hadn't seen these cards before, so I didn't know there was stuff on the back of them that was different. Um, bogus journey there. We got a uh, little Bill and Ted action going. There's our uh, there's our bad guy. Ew. Got a nice little shot here of the the bad guy in the phone booth. So in the third one, do they still use the phone booths or are they using cell phones now? No, of course <laughs> they use the phone booth. Bill and Ted <laughs> holding the, the heads of evil Bill and Ted. Ooh. That's scurry. Oh, All right. you got to talk to God. <laughs> Every rose has its thorn. Oh, station! <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon oh, explains his plan of attack. <laughs> <laughs> and Beethoven. Nice. Yo, good. Dude, we gotta build good robot uses. <laughs> <laughs> robot uses. Yo, that? Gus, have you heard have you heard of a musician called Thundercat? Yeah. Okay, you know that song he he's done. Um, it's Dragon Ball Do Rag. Uh, I don't know. I can't can't say that I. Oh my god! I, I fucking my friend showed me that song. I'm obsessed with it right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. <laughs> check out the Thundercat. video. <laughs> All right, all right. And we, we did not good. win. What? What do you say? We did not win a bodacious trip to San Dimas, California. Oh, <laughs> or some other non-bogus prize. <laughs> I guess it was like an instant win game or something when this came out. So that's uh, that's this week. Uh, this week's edition of Show Us Your Deck. <laughs> all right. Hey. I don't nice remember there, who... I don't remember who uh, who suggested that name for the segment. It's a good but one. But it's sticking around. I like it. I think it was Mario. Thank you, Mario. That is, should uh, definitely post some of those deck picks up in there, bro. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I I couldn't think of another. I was like, I was like, is excellent. There like a, I couldn't think. Like I was like deck cam. Like no, there's no. Like it's you got to go deck picks, right? But uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice little thing. Um, I am ready for next week's uh, show us your deck. Let me uh, mm -hmm. give you a little sneak preview. <laughs> Yo, right, you gotta check out that fucking song, Gus. It's actually everybody go check out that fucking music video. It's funny as hell, bro. Homeboy's rocking all of. It. He's wearing everything, bro. Everything. It doesn't matter what it is. He likes everything. He's wearing wild stallions. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so got a little give you guys a, a little sneak peek of what of what uh what's coming in the future, and I actually have a, a few more things on the way. Bro, um, R2D2 was was hiding the location of Luke Skywalker. All you had to do was unzip his head. All you had to do was unzip his head. Uh, we got <laughs> some uh some WWF cards. Boo! Ooh. WrestleMania collectors cards. Okay, okay. I like the Ultimate Warriors on the cover. Uh, that was my guy. That was my favorite. 
We do have some uh, some Marvel Series One stuff, which All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why the, the camera's it's, interpreting yellow as green. It's but. reflecting off of the the monitor, bro. <laughs> Guess I, I, I guess I'd rather grab. I better grab this one. Whoa, turtles, bro! Nice. Yeah, I can still tell it's a turtle. Yeah, well, at least the turtle's green. So yeah, you know, got some, uh, some silver surfer cards. Ah, dope, dope, dope. Ninja Turtles was one of the only things that I could draw accurately when I was younger. I sucked at drawing. Same. Got some old school 1991 WCW cards. Bro, today I went to go pick up my poll list at uh at, uh-huh. at Tate's. No, not Tate's. Fucking Corka. And <laughs> yo, I did an impulse buy hard as fuck. There was a standee of uh of uh of uh Harley Quinn and Joker. Today, Junior. And I was like, "Yo, how much is that?" He's like, "50 bucks." And I was like, "All right, I'll take it." And now I have it, and I don't really want it. <laughs> it was impulse uh, as fuck. Yeah, uh, Pedro, you were—I know you were probably into like weird art stuff and all that. Did you ever, did you ever get these the wacky packages? No, they're stickers of like basically parodies of like famous brands and stuff like that. No, and then the only, these the are only really, cards. I got. I got. A, there's a bunch of cards in here. Oh shit! And uh, there's a bunch. I got some extra ones that that aren't here yet. Um, also, these aren't really cards, but I thought you already, they were did you already have one of those. Or you Super Hill Mar- no, dude, I I got these. Um, you know, the internet's a wonderful place sometimes, man. <laughs> uh, and, and I did. You know, the nice thing about it is some of this stuff. So much of this shit was made that like mm-hmm. you don't break the bank doing. It. Yeah. Um, so I, I, these are, you know, we got some nice stuff to look forward to in the future. Um, I got, like I said, I got a couple more things on the way that I just ordered that, uh, should if, be here. If by the any next of them, one. if any of them have gum, you have to try it. No. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> that was a bad idea in the 1980s when the gum was fresh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta try it, bro. Thanks. There's, there's actually, there is a shop on Etsy called Don't Eat the Gum. Nice. I did not order from that shop uh, because they were mostly sports, they're mostly sports cards, but they have a great name. Just don't eat the gum. It's, it's, a, it's a great name. That's awesome. Oh man, that would even be a great segment. Um, you can actually there there are some sellers that have that gum, <laughs> like because apparently back in the day they used to sell that gum, and like they would come in like a collector's package. It was just that gum, which. Like, but uh, I, I never liked that gum, even when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this gum is weird. Yeah, um, no thanks. <laughs> anyways, um, we still haven't decided um, on how to select a winner on that Venom hologram that we, we unpacked last week. Um, but um, I don't know. Maybe somebody might get these Bill and Ted cards, too. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Uh, I'm keeping the WWE cards. Uh, I got enough of them that I, I might actually be able to collect the set because <laughs> that's uh, they weren't they weren't that expensive, and the guy only had like four sets left. And I was like, "Give me all four sets you got." 
there was only 150 cards in the set. Each pack brings a hundred, brings uh, brings 15 cards. So I, I think I like my chances. Um, but uh, but we'll probably wind up giving away a lot of the, a lot of those cards and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, and if we get one of the sticker packages, there's a couple of sticker packages in there. Probably give away the stickers. Um, so we'll you know we'll see. Um, anyways, um, we don't know what next episode is gonna be yet. Um, but I do know that it is time. We are now approaching the end of the year. It is time to start selecting a topic for next March's tournament. Um, so look out in the chat for that. Uh, topics will be will be coming once we have a topic selected. Then it'll be time to start making brackets, and um, we want to make sure that uh, you know the listeners are heard and that. We got you. You guys are um, giving us that good feedback and good input. So I got nothing else for this episode. Gus, got anything? Uh, nah, man. I think we're good. All right. Follow us on uh, all the social media platforms. Every single one. Every single one of them. Good idea. That's a good idea, guys. Pedro, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got you got anything else? Cause I got a one hand in my pocket and the other one's flinging out cigarette. There you go. Um. Anyways, later, Sith heads. Later. Nerds. I resent that. This is Lily Blot, and you just listened to the We Ain't It podcast, a part of the Limited Eight Life Podcast Network. Don't forget to subscribe. We ain't found Sith. Sith.